You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Whether you want to call it a tolerance break, a sabbatical, or you just straight up cannot consume at all for various reasons, but taking a break from your normal cannabis consumption doesn't always have to be looked down upon. I think they're actually very healthy when duty calls. Today's conversation looks a little different and the tables have turned. I will be asking Saba questions about her recent month-long cannabis sabbatical, so let's get started, shall we? Okay, Saab, people are about to get to know you even better today than maybe they have already from listening to previous episodes. So you recently went to visit your family in Ireland for a month, um, and it was so good for your soul in more ways than one. How how long has your brother and his family lived out there? Let's start with that. So my brother got married in, I think, uh, what is this year, 2023, mm-hmm. so 19 years. So he got married in what, two, is that 2001? Okay. Um, and he's lived there since then. Maybe okay. it's 2003. I don't know. Anyways, so early 2000s. Yeah, he got married. And so they've been living there for 19 years. Wow. They they just celebrated their 19-year wedding anniversary wow. on January 4th. Good yeah. for them. I know. That's so crazy. Cute. I'm like, oh, you guys are adorable. Uh, what inspired them to live in Ireland? So my sister-in-law's... Um, my sister-in-law's mom had cancer at the time. Okay. And so my brother went over there so she could take care of her mom. Okay. So and they, they just, just kind of stayed. Out there. Yeah, but my brother loves it in Ireland. Like Aww. he used to always want to move back to America. Okay. But now he's like, I don't really. I mean, he's got them. Dude. And the, like even just, I mean, you know, we're such like foodies and like clean stuff. Right. But everything is so clean there and it's so pure. Like when my brother and I were driving around the mountain, he mm-hmm. was like, we saw a uh, water coming down like a, you know, just the side of the mountain. He's yeah. like. You want to go fill your water bottle up? He was like, I bet it's spring water. And yeah. I just couldn't like couldn't fathom. He was like, Yeah, it's like everything is untouched here. Yeah. It was just That's so, cool. He was probably yeah. so proud saying that too. I already know. My brother's also super like super mindful about being yeah. clean and like organic and the you know, natural. Spot. Yeah. And so he just loves it. So how long have you been there to Ireland? So this is the first time. So I went for just shy of a month. And this is the first time that I've gone since I was a junior in high school. Okay. Wow. So when we went That's on our years. senior trip. Okay. That in 2010. 2010. Wow. Seems forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Prior to that, every summer I would be in Ireland for three months. I don't know if you remember that or not. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I would like never be there during high school or okay. elementary school, just kind of whenever they got married because right. that was the only time my parents got to see my brother because I was still too young to go travel, like okay. be at home by myself. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so that was the first time I'd been back since high school. That's wild. That's that's yeah. cool though because like age 30 coming back and like having that whole experience um we'll get there but can you visually like paint a picture for us on how beautiful the country is and like what your surroundings were like I mean like everyone thinks green whenever they think of Ireland I mean they think right so I'm gonna close my eyes here and paint a picture so like it's the luscious green like the emerald literally it's emerald green so when they call it like an emerald country or you know they say something about it being emerald It actually is like you walk out and the grass is so lush that it's like, how can grass be this green? (laughs) And there's just mountains and within mountains, there's like square patches of like 
dark, like darker grass and lighter grass. And there's just, and then I don't even know. And there's sheep everywhere. And there's so many different types of green plants and it's a little bit dreary there. So like think Seattle. Okay. It's like a little bit like Seattle in that there's moss everywhere. It's Mm -hmm. green. It's super rainy. Um, Is it rainy all the time? I mean, it nearly was the entire time I was there. There was probably a full, like, a full week I got sunshine. The, I was there for f- nearly four weeks and I only got like a week full of sunshine sprinkled here and there. So is that how it normally is? Yeah. Except okay. for in the summertime, it's a little bit Okay. Sunnier. I'm like, I don't know what I would do with like not having sunshine for it's, that So long. there's like pockets of sunshine. So it'll like rain okay. in the morning and then it'll be sunny for a few hours okay. and then it'll rain again. So yeah. it really just depends. But my family lives on, in Bray, which is about 30 minutes outside of Ireland. Okay. And they live right by the sea. And so they live seaside. Okay. And so any like, obviously their weather is really based around, I think, I guess I would say the water and kind of what that's like. Cause they're, Mm -hmm. it's like a five minute drive to like be on the sand. Nice. From their house. Yeah. It's like super close. That is awesome. Wouldn't be too shabby to live with them. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. What did your mornings and your days consist of there? Like how were they different from being here at home? Were they like more intentional? Did you find yourself? Yeah. So my whole purpose of going on this trip was obviously to see my dad. Um, But aside from that. Just so maybe some people have like a reference, like how old is your dad? So my dad's 80 and and I mean, I guess nobody, well, a lot of people might not know. My mom passed away last December. And so my dad, me, my, my dad and my mom lived together. And so my dad left Oklahoma after we'd been here over 20 years. He left Oklahoma to go live with my dad or my brother in Ireland. And so hence me going to Ireland to see my family. I went to go see my dad. Um, and you have nieces and nephews. Yeah, I have two nieces and a nephew, um, 10, 14, and 16. Oh, it's so fun. It's such a fun age. Um, it was the first time we really connected, so that was also super, like, really, really connected. Yeah. Like, we've connected prior, but mm-hmm. it was just so special. It was just so, like, they're old enough to understand. Yeah, and, like, th- to think you're, like, really cool, too. Yeah, <laughs> and just to have their own, like, perspectives and personalities. Yeah. and yeah. Like, to know I, that you're, they're your blood. Yeah, and I connected so deeply with each of them. My sister-in-law was like, they've never connected with anyone Aww. the way that they've connected with you. But anyways, my days. So I went there with a lot of intention. Depression took over my life last year um, because there was just so much change, so much trauma, so much healing, so much grief. Um, and I've never had depression before. And so it's it's hard to gauge what like the feelings you're feeling, like lack of motivation. Yeah. Uh, you don't follow through. You don't like texting people. And then you just kind of go deeper and deeper. Like yeah. I haven't done this. And then even trying to face that is just like a whole. Yeah, it's your own shit. It's a whole thing, yeah. you know? And so um, a lot of me going on this trip was to reset and rewire my mind. And I figured a month would be the perfect amount of time because yeah. it takes, I think, 21 days to create a habit. Yeah. And so I told myself... I was going to do a few things. Running was one of them. No, it did not happen. I didn't even actually hit <laughs> the ground running at all. I did go on a hike a few, but I did not hit the ground running. Um, but one of them was to journal and another one was to like read and or finish a book. Okay. And so um, I would wake up in the mornings and I would try to be more mindful about just saying like three things I was grateful for because I'd kind of steered off that path. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't, I would do all my stuff at night. So I would I would do all my reading and my journaling at night. I never started my day with it because I 
I mean, when I first got there, I didn't really have much. It's, to I mean, that's say. just your thing. Yeah, like, and you kind it just, of it just, after your day is completed, you can get your thoughts out. And, and I wanted to be able to remember the memories yeah. from the end of the day because yeah. the day held so much. For sure, you know, it's always exciting. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, I would really just go downstairs and hang out with whoever was at home. I love that. And I tried to do as much local stuff as I could. So like okay. when my nieces and nephew had basketball games, I would go to that. When they had yes. practices, I would do that. When my nephew, he had me meet him during his lunch hour because he wanted me to meet his friends one day. Aww, and I just special. went to lunch with him and his friends. It was so cute. One day that's he took cute. me into town and like took me to all the shops and walked around while I was shopping and was so patient and cute. I was like, oh, little gentleman. I know. <laughs> Um, That's precious. But yeah, so a lot of my days consisted of just doing things with my family, but connecting in different ways. But it was very intentional moments. There was times where I would, you know, go on a hike or go to the store. Yeah, by myself. But it wasn't like, I wasn't alone for probably more than like a total of, 15 hours, yeah, less than yeah, 10 hours. That's good though. That means you've had a lot of love. Yeah, and it was just nice to like, I don't know, just develop different relationships. Yeah. Me and my sister-in-law hit it off super well. Good. We had like a lot of good life chats and just goals and mm-hmm. things that we wanted to do and places we wanted to be cool. spiritually, emotionally, nice. physically, just kind of all around. Yeah. And that was really cool because we've never connected on that yeah, level. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so that would be my days at night. I have food pretty much took over each part of my day, which was amazing. Nice. Um, and then at night... I would go up in my room and my nieces would go in their room and um, I would just be like, hey, like I'm going to journal. And Mm -hmm. so I would, my niece had these really cool blue lights and or different like colored light strips in her room. So I would change it to this like sunrise color. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, set the vibe. Mm -hmm. And then I would put on this meditation playlist that I found on Mm -hmm. Spotify and um, I would just start, first I would journal about my day, just however I felt. And then I would start um, reading this book. Uh, hi, right now, so the name has escaped me. <laughs> Some people need to know the name. <laughs> I know. I'll come back. I can't use my phone either because, uh. yeah. Anyways, um, so I would read this book, and like any quotes or you know things that he said that stood out to me, I would write down, and I would just read them over and over. And was it a Sylvester McNutt book? Yes, it was that one that was sitting on the counter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember the title of it, I but either. I know he's a great author. Yes. So I loved that book. It was super great. Just gave me a lot of insight perspective and I finished it, which was awesome. But journaling was something I definitely got into the habit of. Now it's not necessarily, I tried to do it every day, but like one day I went three or four days without yeah. it just because I didn't feel like I needed to. Yeah. I feel you on that. You know, and sometimes so, I, I go in waves of journaling. Like I feel like I'm supposed to do it every single morning and then I like don't know what to say except for like gratitude stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like some days I flow better when I have like days in between. Yeah. And I, I there was a couple of days where I just would go like maybe the longest I went was I think three or four days, but okay. like maybe a day, maybe like, you know, yeah. a, whatever. But um, I was mindful about like putting at the top of my journal what date it was I, that I was in Ireland while I was journaling nice. it and like very specific time. So like, I'm not good with memories, but maybe that'll help jog yeah. where I was like a, in that like moment. Time stamp of, yeah. Yeah. Of where I was like in that moment and okay. like everything that I was feeling and some days were heavier than others, yeah. but, um, that was really good. I so got really into that. Yeah. I got yeah. really into journaling and like, I remember, 
I was journaling at the, uh, I could cry about it. I was journaling at the airport mm-hmm. um, when I left. And that was a, a really emotional. When you left Ireland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, so it's sad. like you're closing a yeah. little, like a month chapter, even though like a chapter is not even worth a month. Yeah. You know? but, but it like, really like, honestly, that trip changed my life. It was a lot life. that happened. Yeah. That was like really good for you. Yeah. That's like, it was sad to like be leaving that goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I will never forget this trip. It literally changed my life because yeah. it was so much healing that I right, needed in so right. many avenues that I wasn't getting here. For sure. And you know, like- Family's everything. And that's, it was literally because you were surrounded by them and you don't, you don't have, you know, yeah. so the fact that you went there was well, that, kind of filling like, your cup a lot. In Oklahoma, I'm constantly, even without thinking about it, I'm constantly being reminded of the things that I've, and not that I look for the things that I've lost, but you know, when like, yeah, I mean, you've lived your entire, whole life yeah. here. Your mom lived here. Your dad lived yeah. here. Everyone picked up and left. And so it's like, it was just you. Yeah. So, and so it's yeah. to be away from seeing mm-hmm. sadness every day yeah. was so refreshing and right. so nice. And like I needed to remember that there's like this world is so big and right. so beautiful. And like it gave me perspective on life as well. Yeah. Like life and death, you yeah, know, really. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that was really good. I feel like I needed to see a different part of the world and just get out of Oklahoma yeah, to really reshift sure. my mind and really just like reset myself. And yeah, I getting away does that. I feel like, yeah, I definitely. And I feel like I came back so much more at like peace with a lot of different things. That's good. And I feel like I... I don't know. I just feel light and just like ready to go. Like I don't feel like the same person I was before I left. That's good. So I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really. like a light little butterfly right now. <laughs> but before I was just like, a, like I just felt like dead weight. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean, we go through seasons and you have to yeah. work through it mm-hmm. and everything gets better. You know, it just, yeah. it's perspective, man. Dude. You got, you can't rush your healing. I know. But Judge Trevor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, you know, be active in trying to, actively heal, Mm -hmm. you know, for sure. Okay, let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They are in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. But anyway, so with that being said, obviously a lot of growth has happened for you since last time you visited Ireland. So like going back there, kind of back to what we were saying, did you feel like it was totally different? Like back from when you were like way younger than like being like a grown adult and like having nieces and nephews who are like closer to your eight, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, yeah. So yes and yes and no, honestly. No in that it's exactly what I remember it in the small town stony like it's just a vi- it's just a whole like vibe there and it just like hasn't changed yeah it's maybe evolved but it's yeah. not changed like it still just feels so it's just so hard to describe like think like stone walls and like old castle type vibes yeah, with yeah. like green everywhere yeah and exactly it's like what gloom- I picture Ireland as. <laughs> and it's like gloomy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, but it's so beautiful. And the days that it's gloomy and it's raining, the green pops double. Even more. Ugh, oh, how beautiful. It's unreal. It's like and a roll in the grass. Dude, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't do it, unfortunately. Anna told me to, and I never did. You should have. I know, I know. Um, but 
Yeah, and that was the no, but yes, and that I feel like when I went as a kid, mm-hmm. I, I was a kid, okay. so I didn't really appreciate it because yeah. I was just stuck at home trying to like want to hang out with my friends having FOMO because everyone in right. America is doing stuff. Right. And like, I'm stuck in Ireland with my brother who uh-huh. like, I don't even really like. And yeah. he's so much older with his wife that I don't have anything in common I with. I mean, when you're younger, kid. it's just like that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I couldn't do anything on my own. So this yeah. time it was nice that I could, if I wanted to have, I could have like branched out on my own and gone yeah. to stuff. I'm glad you experienced it at age 30, but you were 31 when you were there because you turned that, yeah, right? The day before I left. So you got to celebrate. Yeah. It's exciting. So let's touch on how you really didn't consume cannabis over there and what that experience was like for you mentally and even physically. So I'll tap into mentally, physically, and spiritually. Okay. So... I obviously did not take bud or anything with me while I was there. Um, It was, you know, when people say like you have like sweats and stuff like that, like I don't think I really experienced any of that. Like withdrawal symptoms from not having it? Yeah. And you know, I was, I mean, I was, I had developed a really bad relationship with cannabis without even realizing it It mixed with depression because that was my way of coping. Right. And cannabis did did help me cope and it does help me cope, but I... But sometimes it can numb you out too. And that's kind of what it was doing without mm-hmm. me even realizing it. And I was spending over $200 a week on Bud. Okay, that's a lot. I mean, it, I know other people can probably relate too, yeah. but like, damn, that is not in my budget. And it wasn't really in mine either, but yeah. I just felt like I needed it. And I feel like if I didn't smoke, I would get super agitated. Yeah. And um, so not having it, mm-hmm. I, I that was also something I wanted to intentionally go into because I, was, I knew I needed a reset there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it just, the nice thing is, is I had so much jet lag that my body didn't really have time to be like, oh, you need to smoke to sleep or even like to eat. Okay. Um, that was nice. The jet lag really helped with that. So I just kind of like eased right into it, but there wasn't really a moment where I was like, man, I wish I could smoke. It was just like. out of mind, out of sight type thing. Yeah. Kind of like was teaching you something quietly. And I haven't been that clear headed in years. Okay. It it really, and not that cannabis bogs my mind or anything, but it just, it, I feel like I tapped into a whole different side of my mind and myself that I was unable to do with cannabis because I, I hadn't, hadn't experienced it as an adult with you know what I mean yeah, like I, mean, I haven't taken of, a sabbatical on with, yeah. with a mindful intention with a mind it's all about your intention yeah I feel like with that too and if, if I've done it it's been like two days and then yeah. I'm like oh I have to smoke because it's right, around right but it was mine like I had a lot of intentions going into it because at one I knew that I wouldn't be able to get it and I had like yeah. it wasn't even an option but two I knew that I had, I was going on this trip to heal and I knew that I needed to tap into a side of myself and really deal with the things that I wasn't dealing yeah, with. Yeah, it kind of forces you to like, I mean, be present. Like not that Very you can't so. be present with cannabis and whatnot, mm-hmm. but like it kind of, like you said, intentions, like yeah, you just kind of have to sit with yourself and mm-hmm. like sort through things. I mean- and that's also probably why you were reading your book a lot yeah. more too. Yeah, there's nowhere for me to that. run. Like, nowhere. Yeah, I can't like yeah. go outside to smoke to escape, like whatever. Right. I'm stressed out, so let me just not think about it. Let yeah. me just smoke. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it's. I think it can be very healthy. Like I personally haven't done like a month long or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like since I've started consuming, you know. 
And at this point, I can't totally imagine yeah. what that would be like yeah. for me. And I would, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of crazy to think about like where, yeah. okay, just don't smoke for a month. Yeah. I mean, I, I could do that because it's like doing any like cleanse or 30 day, you know, workout or eating nice, yeah. cleaning your body plan. Well, and that's what I was about to say. You're like me, but even a little bit more to that degree mm-hmm. of like, you've always been a little bit more spiritual and mm-hmm. a little bit more mindful in that avenue. And yeah. like, I'm kind of just, just yeah, tapping into I that realm. And so like, if I can do it with that much intentionality, right. knowing that I needed to heal, if that, and when that moment mm-hmm. came for you. Yeah. And it's like, it's all about where you are in life, right? Yeah, like for totally. me and where I was in life, like I know my relationship with cannabis when I'm not in a good place can be very... You rely it, on it. Wobbly. Codependent. And I, yes. And mm-hmm. I don't ever want that codependency and I don't ever I have so much gratitude and love for the plant I don't ever want to feel like I'm abusing it and that's what I've been that's exactly what I was doing yeah and so I also didn't want that because Mm -hmm. even like I mean I feel like it was affecting a lot of different Mm -hmm. avenues of my life too yeah for sure and so um I didn't like that and so going away also helped me realize that because you know when you're Mm -hmm. in it you don't realize it and so it really just brought me out of myself and I just dealt with a lot and I had a super clear mind. And so like coming back, I haven't really been smoking as much. And I've noticed that when I, I mean, I have, I feel groggy and I don't feel like that light bubbly self I felt when I was clear. And not that, again, not that it's bogging me down. I mean, it could just be the backwoods. I don't know. Because I love smoking backwoods. So, but it, it just, I definitely feel it. And like the next morning when I wake up, like last, the night before last night, we smoked at like 8 p.m. And I was like, okay, like my back's hurting. This would be nice. And I woke up the next morning so groggy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And hmm. so I've noticed that that's a little bit different for me. And did you smoke a blunt though? Whenever you did that? I feel like that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah, but like, it was a head free blunt. Yeah. It wasn't a backwards. Hmm. I don't know. So I'm like, yeah. So I don't know. I'm still like, playing with it yeah you kind of have to and I don't really want to like fully <laughs> dive back in so right. I've been home A since last Saturday and I haven't bought any bud yet and yeah. I don't I don't want to yeah if it's there and somebody has it that's yeah, great, great but like I don't want to I yeah. guess I just coming back is also like coming back into reality yeah because I've been living in a little fairy world for a month and I everything I learned in that little fairy world and did for myself, I want to make sure I bring into my reality and I don't want cannabis to hinder, hinder it. Like it maybe it had been yeah, because I was, I was abusing it. Right. I I don't want to fall back into old patterns because those are super easy to fall back into, especially because I know myself. Yeah. And that's just being mindful and Mm -hmm. that's being mindful and intentional about seriously about like the way you're moving and yeah. how you're flowing, you mm-hmm. know? So that's good. Yeah. That's right. good. Hell yeah. As Saba passed me this blunt that she rolled <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> because I was like, we're going to want to I haven't lost it. my touch though. During hey. this conversation. I know. <laughs> so um, now we're not going to go in on the podcast if you tried to find weed there and like what that looked like, <laughs> but were you like really looking forward to smoking when you were home? Like was that even on your mind? Like were you like thinking like wow, I can't wait till I get you I mean, know. Of course, hundred percent. I was like, oh, I can't wait. But you know, it's funny as I got picked up from the airport and there was a blunt in the car for me, 
And I was like, you know, I'm good. What? <laughs> Even after traveling that Dude, far? yeah. How I long wait, was that flight? It, so my flight was a little bit longer. The flight there was 15 hours, but that's with like a couple stops in between. Okay. And I booked my flight two weeks in advance. So like I didn't get the best flight. Oh. I just trusted my angel numbers for the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I saw angel numbers in my flight. So I booked them that way. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> but on the way back, all my flights got moved around and a couple got canceled. And so okay. it was like, a 20 hour journey. Wow. I'd have been like, thank you for that blunt. You were so sweet. I know, but I just like, I wasn't in a place where I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I get it. You know, I totally it get like, it. I respect it too. And I went I home and I smoked and literally I took two hits and I was like, oh wow, like I'm good. Yeah. And I was done. Like the other day I rolled a blunt Gross. three days ago. <laughs> I rolled a blunt and I just finished it last night. Mm-hmm. That's hmm. unlike me. This yeah. is the size of the blunt. Nice. For those who see this video, that's me. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a blunt, like a normal size blunt that you were able to hit on for multiple yeah. days, which is kind of unheard of it's with like you my, normally. The size of my index finger. Yeah. Not that anybody knows. <laughs> or anyone cares. Finger, yeah. <laughs> so with your experience, <laughs> would you suggest taking a tolerance break to other people? <clears throat> Honestly, I think that just depends on the person. If you feel like... And I'm super in tune with myself. So, I mean, sometimes people say they're in tune with themselves and they're not, but like I'm very, very in tune with my body. And sometimes I know my body needs something, but my mind just goes the other way. I think it just depends on who you are and kind of where you are in life. Yeah. I definitely think if you set an intention, that can be super beneficial if, right. if you find yourself, again, abusing the plan yeah. and not... Just being, it's becoming aware of yourself. Yeah. And just like avoiding, like if things are stressing you out, smoking to avoid having to deal with it, even if it's like not even necessarily a problem, but even if it's like you're healing or you're, especially if you're grieving, like just a lot of different things that people will put band-aids on. Mm -hmm. And I, if you're in a stage of life like that and you notice it, then yeah, hundred percent, I recommend it. And I recommend setting an intention while doing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe when you start it, like be in nature, yeah. maybe like the first day of not smoking, like put yourself in nature somewhere mm-hmm. or just like get away for the weekend. For sure. I think just even switching perspective up that way or just spend the day outside, right. like, you know, just even that way helps, but it all comes with your mind and setting that intention and mm-hmm. just making sure the follow through. The follow through is always the hardest part. And especially when you're deep in depression, follow through mm-hmm. is very, very hard. Yeah. It's like sure. a whole mountain you that you don't follow even... through with yourself. Yeah. Exactly. For other people, but so you're like, expected to. So, mm-hmm. and then it's like, it's scary. Cause it's like, what if I don't follow through the right way? Uh-huh. And then that's a whole different thing. Things you would never, yeah. you never feared because you're confident in your skill set. All right. of a sudden grief and depression take over. And yeah. it's like, you don't recognize yourself anymore. It. Yeah. You know? And so, so, yeah, so that's been, I would say yes, if, if you're in a, if you're even thinking about it, even if it even crosses your mind for a split second, mm-hmm. I would say a hundred percent do it because why not? Yeah. You can do anything. Right. Right. Like, exactly. so you just gotta fucking do it. I love it. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> well, Saw, this has been such a short and sweet, fun and different conversation. Thanks for opening up to all of us listening. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for asking me questions. This was so fun. Yes. Stay tuned for next week's episode, guys. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the cannabis hangout and as always stay medicated
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.